0: After our first few days on the Tennessee side of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, it became abundantly clear that we were going to want to try to find ways to avoid crowds. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to share with you some ways that we did find in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park to get away from it all. This is RV Miles rv miles is sponsored by ll bean dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there from soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all to just right layers perfect for changing weather to sun smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays every ll bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind visit llbean.com to shop now ll bean be an outsider Welcome to episode 192 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And
1: I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We are coming to you from the great state of North Carolina, which is quickly becoming one of our favorite states.
1: It is Asheville made the list of places I would potentially settle down in.
0: It's a weird day today. We're recording on Sunday. We had a mishap with our our recording on oh. Saturday so now we're recording on Sunday. But it's weird because the campgrounds incredibly busy normally, you know, Sunday people start to clear out. Mm-hmm. And we've felt like we're we're it's the wrong day every day because Because people weren't coming in on Friday. Friday was dead, and then they were coming in on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I said to you yesterday, what day is today? (laughs) Because it had major Friday vibes, but it was Saturday. I don't know. Maybe it's a North Carolina thing. Maybe (laughs) their weekends start on Saturday.
0: Maybe. Uh, but
1: <laughs> Which literally we can start on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or for some people, five o'clock on Friday. Yeah, I'm or, just you know, noon on Friday. You know what?
1: <laughs> this feels like we've been here about three or four times, so I'm just going to be over here drinking my know, coffee, okay? Right.
0: We have. We have. Uh, we're excited to share with you our journey to Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's uh, probably our fourth time there now. Um, and, and really got to experience some new stuff this time, which was really cool.
1: Yeah. It's really cool to visit a place that's so big that, that you can come back time and time again, and find something new every single time.
0: As we record this, it is the beginning of National Park Week, which is one of our favorite weeks of the year, and there are all kinds of themed days around the National Park Week that the National Park Service has put out, uh, including Junior Ranger Day,
1: Military Monday, today is Volunteer Sunday, National Park Week also coincides with Earth Day, so they have activities around that. And to celebrate over here at RV Miles, because it does look like for the first time, we will not find ourselves in a national park during National Park Week. Yeah. Unless I can figure out a way to get us to Cuyahoga Valley this weekend. This weekend? Mm hmm.
0: To Cuyahoga Valley?
1: Isn't that in South Carolina? No. <laughs> Oh, that's Congaree.
0: That's in Ohio. Oh, Lord.
1: What? (laughs) No wonder you looked at me like, what are you
0: doing? I'm driving where?
1: Oh, Jason. This has been such a long podcast weekend to Congaree National Park. Maybe I can see if I can swing that this coming weekend. We will see. But regardless of where we end up, We are celebrating this week by giving away an annual National Park Service pass. This is the pass that you can buy every single year that gives you free entry into any fee-collecting National Park Service site or other agencies as well. It's an awesome pass to pick up every single year. This is part of RV Miles' month of giveaways. April is kind of like the official kickoff to camping season, or at least we feel like it is. So we thought we would just do like a bunch of fun little giveaways we just wrapped up one with our friends over at dish outdoors they were giving away a dish outdoors bundle and congratulations to mark b he was the recipient of that giveaway this particular one will start today as soon as this podcast comes out and all you have to do is go over to rvmiles.com slash national park week to enter and then we will pick one winner at random we will have no idea who it will be at the close of national park week which will be on sunday april 25th
0: we'll put that link in the description if you're watching on youtube and on the you know i guess they call it the description on podcast apps as well where where they have the information sometimes those links work and sometimes they don't in the podcast apps out there but we'll see
1: who knows it's gonna be everywhere though so if you're (laughs) following us on social media you will also see it there as well you
0: can find out about all the rest of our giveaways the instagrams is probably the best spot.
1: Yeah, that's where I think I'm going to concentrate most of it. We are working with a few other people like Hughes Formers, Boondockers Welcome, Togo RV Plus, so it's going to be a really, really fun month, and I'm looking forward to being able to do this. We've never done anything like this before. Well,
0: you know the month's over half over now, so. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Well, listen, in typical RV Miles fashion, we are rolling out a month of giveaways like a week before the month ends. Like that feels very on point for us, Jason. All
0: right. Well, we put out a recent news episode and there are a few stories that didn't make it in because they came out just after I recorded it. um, And I wanted to share a couple other news updates that that I think are good for people to hear about. And one is Starlink. Again, another Starlink update. It's weird how Starlink updates tend to come from Elon Musk's Twitter account.
1: Yeah, they don't come from Starlink anymore. <laughs> so, they're just, like, just going to let him handle it. So he
0: it. sort of nonchalantly uh, responded to somebody saying that...
1: First off, he does nothing nonchalantly. <laughs> okay, that was very calculated. He's
0: tweeting about Bitcoins and stuff, and they're <laughs> skyrocketing, and everything he does... Uh, anyway.
1: Everything he touches, whether you want it to or not skyrockets and turns to gold.
0: Except maybe that's Cybertruck. But uh,
1: don't knock it till you've tried it.
0: <laughs> well, they got to build it first. Anyway, Elon Musk says that later this year, it will be this year that, that Starlink will be unlocked for mobile use. Right now you have to put in, if you get Starlink Internet, which is a satellite Internet service that is much better than the older satellite services. And right now it's best for people in rural locations that are stationary. A couple of weeks ago, they made it so that you could go in and change your address online. Cause right now it's locked to your address at where you are and like a, maybe a 50 mile radius of that or something like that, depending on where the satellites are. Now you can go in and change your address. So if you went to a different campground and you wanted to change your address there, you could technically do that every um, 5 days like Jason and Abby. Musk says now that they will be removing those barriers altogether later on this year uh and allowing for mobile use. Now, it's still not going to be the greatest thing for RVers yet. They got to put a lot more satellites out there. Uh most RVers are going to want the mobile version of the of the receiver instead of hauling around the the little thing, but it, it it's coming and it's coming quickly and that's a really great thing for us RVers.
1: Yes, and we need more options We need on the somebody
0: road. else to pay. Yeah. <laughs> we we already pay three we already pay three cellular companies. We got we got T Mobile, we got AT and T, yeah. we got Verizon now we need to pay,
1: pay Listen, Starlink as well. If you're listening to this and we're not paying you, <laughs> it's, it's just editor at RVMiles.com. I'm happy to pay you for more internet. Yeah, this is what's amazing to me. And actually, Jason just rambled off the three that we have right now. None of them are working at this campground. None camp of them are
0: working. But we this are, campground has good Wi-Fi. They
1: got slamming Wi-Fi here. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's because they know. They know. That they there's got no cell no,
0: service here. There's nothing else. Uh, the next item is that Handcooked Tires has entered the trailer tire business. You know, trailer tires, it's a, it's a big subject among RVers. Everybody's concerned about blowouts. Everybody's concerned about really cheap tires that often come on new units. And Hankook is a big company that makes quality tires. It's a South Korean company, and I know a lot of people are scared about their there are tires being manufactured overseas, but most of them are. There are very not, few that are manufactured in the U.S. We
1: are not here to discuss that. Uh, Let's <laughs> but stick to the facts.
0: They do make quality truck and SUV tires, stuff like that. And they say they're going to be the same quality. This line is going to be called the Vantra tire. So if you see that out there, um, and if you get some Vantra tires, they're available now. I'd love to hear your your review on them.
1: Fascinating.
0: And the final... <laughs> yes, you're, you're thrilled by this.
1: <laughs> What's the one question I ask you... The very first question I ask you when we get in the truck.
0: <laughs> if I checked the air pressure on the tire.
1: <laughs> every single trip doesn't matter.
0: The final thing is that uh, our friends are over at Forest River, who have like 20 lines of RVs. I'm, that's a that, that's
1: not an exaggeration. <laughs> that's a made-up number. It may
0: be more than that, maybe less than that, but I think it's actually more than that. Um, but Forest River is one of the largest RV manufacturers in the world, and they have a whole lot of brands, and they have. Recently, just sort of redone their uh, their swag shop, so you can
1: go swag or swag. <laughs> Depends on what part of the
0: country you're from. You can now go to shopforestriver.com, shopforestriver.com, and get all kinds of different gear. They have like uh, they have outdoor gear, they have clothing, all, apparel, hats, and stuff like that. And then you can they have a logo selector, so you can select. The brand logo that you want on it. So if you have a Forest River product, like a, there's a lot of people that are RPOD crazy. They love their R-Pods and they want to show off their RPOD love. You can get some RPOD swag, that sort of stuff, from shopforestriver.com. And they're doing a uh, they're doing a discount right now, ten percent off orders of thirty dollars or more until May thirty first.
1: I need them to come and do our swag shop for us.
0: Uh, yeah, we <laughs> we have we have this issue with merchandise that. I, we need to solve. <laughs>
1: I have so many t-shirts, ironic t-shirts about camping that I want to make. I just don't have the time to make them. <laughs> well, but I, have I keep so-
0: telling you, we should just hire
1: somebody to do it. I'm not interested in RV Miles branded content. I love all of you that keep asking for it and want to like bathe yourself in RV Miles content. That is fantastic. But what I really, really want is I want some ironic camping shirts this is a completely selfish project all right well we'll one of these days we'll get to it we'll get
0: right on that we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser and we're going to talk about our visit to the great smoky mountains national park at least that tennessee side we'll be right back electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your rv and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Autoformers, beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. It's the last surge protector you need to buy. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoFormers.com. That's code RVMILES with 10% off at HughesAutoFormers.com. Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican gear on their adventures. Hard-sided Pelican Elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20-quart for short day trips, a 50-quart for week-long adventures, or a wheeled 45-quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard-sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free venture tumbler when they visit EliteCooler.com slash RV Miles and spend over $100. All right, it's time for the answer to last week's Brain Teaser, which went like this. One company had two factories in different parts of the country that were making the same style of shoes. In both factories, workers were stealing shoes. How, without using any security, could that company stop the stealing? And the answer is that they make one factory make the left shoe and the other one make the right shoe.
1: Two people from different factories could get together, you know.
0: They could, they could, but that's that's a that's a risk. That's a conspiracy, <laughs> then, right? That's that's organized crime, then, right?
1: That better be one good shoe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, it's time to talk about our visit to the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area, that Tennessee side of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park.
1: It is time to talk about what spring break looks like <laughs> in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge.
0: Now we have family in the area, and uh, so we were there for a, a good couple weeks actually a little bit more than two weeks Mm -hmm. in that area so a a lot of our time wasn't relegated to doing touristy stuff um but it was very clear early on that it was it was super busy around there and we did some of the fun you know go ride the go-karts in the arcades and the big restaurants and stuff
1: yeah I will give it to uh, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg in the sense of there's no shortage of outdoor things to do that are fun. And we did find that if you go to these things later in the day after lunch, say like three o'clock. The lines and the people are significantly less.
0: That's because they're all starting to try to figure out dinner because figuring out dinner is a nightmare. Because the they got to
1: go get in line for dinner. Exactly. Four hour wait. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. Um,
0: but it, it was the the early evenings were were much better for us to yeah. visit those things. But it was quickly clear to us that we did want to find ways to get away from the crowds we you know we went in and did cades cove that was the first thing we did Ugh. in the national park and cades cove is something we've done several times before and if you don't know about it it's a it's a scenic drive through a an old village that's in a, at a valley in the park a cove, if you will. We
1: call it old timey. house.
0: there are old, old cabins, old you will not chapels, say stuff like that, <laughs> and uh, but a lot of scenery, a lot of wildlife. But it is a one-way loop road that is takes you about two hours to do when there is zero traffic, theoretically, which because that's never happened to us. But uh, it, you know, it, it becomes a thing where it gets backed up pretty quickly.
1: Can I jump in here for a minute? So I was thinking about this last night in between recordings one and two from yesterday and (laughs) recording three today. And I was thinking about Cades Cove and thinking about when we were there in 2014. And when we were there in 2014, we were only there about a week and a half earlier than Mm -hmm. we were this year. The difference between Cades Cove in 2014 and Cades Cove in 2021 was... Almost unrecognizable in regards to traffic and people navigating it. Being able to stop and actually see things so many times on this 2021 journey, did we just have to blow past something because you couldn't stop to park? Yeah, you just you couldn't.
0: That's the biggest problem with Cade's Cove. But that's also a problem the entire park has is that all the parking areas are like four or five spaces. And if there are other people, they might be parked along the road for two miles. But yeah,
1: I just remember our 2014 adventure just being so Slow and casual, and really being able to absorb Cade's Cove. And then this particular trip, I just remember being about 45 minutes into it and thinking. Okay, I need out of here. I, I don't need. I don't want to stop anymore. I, I just want to go. It it's too much. Every time you would try to get to somewhere, it would just be packed. People kept stopping in the road, even though it says don't idle. Just keep moving. To take photos of
0: deer that they've seen at every other stop.
1: <laughs> I, the fascination with deer is I
0: like if you're not from if you're not from places with deer, I get it. But
1: where are we've those seen places? <laughs> <laughs> where and i'm asking a legit question like, you know, like florida
0: i don't know maybe they have deer in florida they i don't ha- know Do what? They have deer in florida
1: I, maybe i maybe they don't i <laughs> look this is again like we don't know much about
0: places where wildlife
1: stuff. lives it's like birds okay sandhill <laughs> cranes geese we don't know are they from canada nobody knows
0: i guess let's start here this is where we found a uh, a great, and this is not this is not a hidden gem by oh, any no. means. This is something people certainly know of. But we found an alternative Cades Cove that we've been wanting to do for a while. But we've seen before, and we've just never done it. And that's the Roaring Fork Motor Nature Trails. An awkward name.
1: Why is um, that so awkward? <laughs>
0: but it is. It's a similar thing. It mm. is a. It's a. It's a scenic drive. I would argue that the scenery is better. There. There is less. Uh, less buildings with signs to read. <laughs> but but the scenery is beautiful.
1: The scenery is beautiful because it's an up and down changing landscape. Yeah. Okay, you, Cades Cove is in a valley. Yeah. It's a circle.
0: And it, certainly and, if you get there at Cades Cove at dawn, you're going to see an abundance of wildlife. But most people yeah. aren't there then.
1: <laughs> well, I would argue that in 2021. They're all just getting in line for the afternoon. Um, it's beautiful in Cades Cove. I mean, we have some spectacular pictures of our boys when they were babies just in Cades Cove. Yeah. But this particular time and this particular Roaring Fork, long, long name, <laughs> that I can't remember, was so awesome because it satisfied that need that I really, really missed in Cades Cove, which was wanting to be able to stop and learn more about those homesteaders in the park and see the places that they lived and that they farmed and that life that was has been untouched for you know over 120 years that's all there on top of the fact that you have this incredibly beautiful body of water that pretty much follows you the whole time you're on this road and you're climbing up an elevation and you're coming back down so it's incredibly varied and we did again you know one of these things I think that's becoming very common for us we went later in the day we actually went post dinner Because you still have a good two and a half hours of light and we went and for the most part we saw no one we had that whole road to ourselves sometimes we would stop and we'd be to stop for 15 20 30 minutes and maybe one or two cars would drive past
0: it's surprising too because it it starts right downtown gatlinburg yeah and cades cove you gotta you gotta drive a while to get to cades cove in the first yes, place, it's like forty-five minutes from the from the entrance of the park, at least the Sugarlands Visitor Center. So we—it's
1: uh, a very nondescript entrance yeah. too. The only way you know you've entered the park is there's a small sign that's going to say park boundary.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm in the park now.
0: It, it, it was it was great, and we saw a black bear, which was so cool. you my-
1: we saw a bear. We have been on the road for almost five years, and we have never seen a bear. We saw a bear, the cutest little black bear, up in a tree. In a tree. It's just all, all the Winnie the Pooh feels.
0: <laughs> my mother and my stepfather live in the area. That's who we were visiting, and they drive into the park all the time they'll go on the weekends and do big drives through the park and and they have never seen a bear.
1: <laughs> and, it was. And
0: we did. But somebody said that we, that at one of the stops where the bear was, said they, they come there all the time and see bears on this trail all the time.
1: I fangirled that bear <laughs> so hard. I was so thrilled. We were a very safe distance from the bear. It was well off the road. In fact, you know, we got clued in from others who had stopped. I think if we had not seen those other cars stopped, we probably would have driven right past because he or she, they were up high enough that, you know, you're not really catching them. It was awesome. I feel like the kids were like, huh, that's cool a bear. Yeah. At least our 13 and a half year old was. It's like, yeah. I'm over here listening to AJR, and got time for a bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like, the other two, you know, we stepped out of the truck. We stayed near the truck. We stepped out and we looked and... Oh, it was just so thrilling. It's so thrilling that after five years, you can still find those moments of just pure joy at something you've never seen before. Yeah.
0: yeah. So this drive is full of stuff like that, moments like that. Lots of little homesteads uh, and old farms that you can stop at and get out and explore and lots of waterfalls, little trailheads, and stuff like that. It's a that's kind of what the park is in general. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of human history, it's a lot of water. There are a lot of streams and and uh, little rivers, and and little waterfalls, and a lot of lush greenery. And this is certainly the time of year for that. It's really starting to blossom there right now.
1: Yeah, the park is beautiful this time of year, and you know. I feel like, too, that we obviously we know we're going to be back because uh, we have family in the area. And that's exciting because, as we've said, there's just so much about this park that's still so secret and hidden. And someday I would really like for us to hike this park. We have never done a hike no. in this park. It's so
0: weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, but our kids were too young when we first went. And
1: and now they're too stubborn. <sighs> well... And I'm too tired. <laughs> It it was a busy,
0: it was a busy week.
1: Yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't the time. We actually really enjoyed um, sort of the vibe of spring break a little bit. And I think this is a nice way to segue into the campground that we stayed at because everyone was on vacation that was in the area with us. And there's a, there's just a real sense of chill that comes with being surrounded by a bunch of people who are on vacation when you're not on vacation, (laughs) You're like I have all this work to do, but I want to be on vacation. So we stayed at the Greenbrier Campground in Gatlinburg, which is actually right next to an entrance to the park. It's
0: on the it's on the far east end of the town of Gatlinburg, and there is the Greenbrier entrance. And that's the that's the other thing to kind of know about the park is that there is sort of the main entrances. On the Tennessee side, everybody goes to that Mm Sugarlands Visitor Center. And from there, they go up to Newfound Gap or Clingman's Dome or over to Cade's Cove and do the popular things in the park. But because there are people living on all sides of the park, there are lots and lots of these little entrances. And the Greenbrier entrance actually one we didn't we didn't go into until like our last day there and we found it was actually a really really nice spot.
1: Yeah, it looks like kind of that secret gem water hole yeah. area and because there was a lot of river access there with some rapids and places people had hammocks set up. Some people had their chairs out in the water. You know, it just looked like something I think that if it was a little bit warmer Those May, June, July, August, maybe even into September. We had an
0: 80 degree day that would have been perfect for it, but we missed out on it.
1: (laughs) Maybe, but the water is still incredibly cold. cold. It's snowmelt. Yeah, if you are not standing in the sun on an 80 degree day, that water is very cold. Now, something to note about this particular entrance, and I don't know how long this is going to be going on, but about a mile in... It's completely closed down, mile to two miles in. They've got it completely closed down. And it does seem it's because they're doing road work.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of seasonal closures that were just opening while we were here. And
1: Roaring Fork was one of those. And we should actually have mentioned that. That didn't open
0: up until April 4th. It's... -hmm. it's closed because of winter until april the i think the first monday in april every year
1: yeah and so this one does seem though that it wasn't so much seasonal as that that road looked like it was really in need of some repair what we were on and i think that that's what's happening so it's possible that a majority of this year if you're headed to that park you might find that entrance a little compromised uh that said where we stayed at Greenbrier Campground, which leaned real hard into the National Park. And they've got fame. they
0: use the font of the National Park Service. Their, their logo own... is like an arrowhead.
1: <laughs> I mean, they were like, We are National Park, but no association to the National Park. I like... mean, it's
0: clearly not, you know, it's it's a very commercial campground. <laughs> yes. and but it is kind of an extension of the park because it you is. are along the Little Pigeon River and our campsite was Right on that river. We could step out of the back of our campsite, as as small as our campsite was, we could step off the backside of that campsite into the water.
1: Yeah. And it was almost like having our own little personal water access. So. We stayed at site number 13, and they consider that a premium river site. The only reason why I booked premium river, because it does come with a premium river price. It was about $70 a night for Do you
0: think it's the most we've ever paid for a campsite?
1: Oh, I know for a fact it's the most we've ever paid. Um, but that was all that they had left, and the park, the campground itself reflected that, because it was the entire week that we were there and it was just so jolly and happy there. There were kids running around everywhere. There is gaga ball. There's a playground. There's a pavilion. They've got pool. There's laundry on site, propane and ice and firewood. They even have community river access points. So even if you don't have access to the river from your rig, you can still access it from anywhere in the park. They're also a very tent-friendly park.
0: Mm-hmm. Their tent sites were there. Some of them were on like little islands, and then mm-hmm. along the right along the river. They're really great tent sites.
1: If I was tent camping, I would absolutely tent camp there. But I'm not tent camping, <laughs> so just you can go. I mean, it, but it's still really, really beautiful the, there. The
0: coolest thing about this park, I think, though, was you know with the issues of Gatlinburg and all of the people and the fact that you have to pay to park if you can even find a parking spot
1: in Gatlinburg yeah
0: is that this campground has uh is sort of the end of the line for a, a shuttle that takes you into Gatlinburg and the the shuttle actually comes right into the middle of the campground and you can hop on i think four times a day yeah and go into Gatlinburg so you don't even have to take a vehicle with you if you don't want to.
1: One of the things that's really great about that option is that you can come into this campground, you can set up camp, and unless you're driving into the park, you really don't need to be driving around and dealing with all that traffic in Gatlinburg. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved that.
0: Yeah, so that's one of our tips is to stay at one of these campgrounds on the east side of gatlinburg there's another one camp leconte that we stayed at a few years ago mm-hmm. that that's very nice as well they're all going to be small sites they're all going to be expensive and the, you know you're going into a very popular place the, the great smoky mountains national park is the most visited national park by double but the fact that you can sort of get away a little bit to the outskirts of towns is sort of one of the ways to go about it.
1: It's a vacation destination. Yeah.
0: And without having to go, because I think if you go on the other end, if you go, if you stayed on a campground that was sort of like north of Pigeon Forge, then you've got to drive through that Pigeon Forge, 25 mile an hour traffic for, you know, and that, (laughs) That gets rough.
1: Yeah. So let's mention, uh, I just want to mention one more thing about this campground and we can move on, is that they are also Good Sam members. So if you're a Good Sam member, you can get a 10% discount.
0: So I I want to add to our our tip about sort of finding the other entrances to the park, because there is another entrance that we found uh, just sort of by happenstance and figuring out uh, where to have a picnic. There is, there's this road called Where's Cove Gap Road. And it and it starts in the town of Wears Wears Valley, W E A R S. It's where Cove Gap Road, and it is it is sort of between Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, and Townsend. Townsend is a is on the west end of the park, and that's sort of really known as the quiet end of the park so that's we didn't really spend much time there but that is one area to go we did drive through
1: i'd like to do that the next time
0: but between there so you don't have to drive quite as far out of gatlinburg is this where cove gap road and if you enter the park here there is no there's not even a national park service boundary sign no and you you come into the park to along a river with a beautiful picnic area where we had a lovely picnic in the park made some tacos and uh and and then there, are, uh, it's a it's a jumping off point for what the park again is known for. Lots of trails with little waterfalls and water and greenery and uh, and some human history. Like there's an old schoolhouse building over there and stuff like that. So you can get you can get with all the other thousands of people and go to that Sugarlands Visitor Center and 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 do all that, which is nice. But it, and maybe that's something you try for a day, but, but then you don't have to always go in through that same entrance. You can go to these other areas. It's not like Yellowstone where you've got this massive park with five entrances or whatever it is. I'm making that number up too. Uh, but it, there are just lots and lots of entrances to the park.
1: Can I add one more tip and then we'll go on and yeah. I'm to do it really quick? Do not eat on the strip. If you want to eat out (laughs) and you want to experience some food while you're there, don't eat on the Gatlin Burger Pigeon Forge strip. Or
0: if you do, make sure you have reservations. Yes. Yes. It was a two hour wait everywhere we checked.
1: Yeah. So what we ended up doing was we were eating on the outskirts of the city, it was quieter. It was easier to get in. The food was more local. The people were more local. We actually had an Italian meal at the Italian restaurant that Dolly Parton likes yeah, to go the, to. Yeah, uh, a
0: ga- gondolier Italian gondolier. restaurant. And, uh, I
1: talked last week about that incredible lounge singer who got my fresh tank.
0: That was at Three three Jimmy's.
1: Three Jimmy's River Restaurants. Three Jimmy's. Maybe it was just called Three Jimmy's.
0: It's like Three Jimmy's Food and Fun or it's something, something like that. Something
1: like that. It's really actually very close to the campground we were staying mm-hmm. at. So, But that's just kind of another tip I want to throw out there really quick, and then we need to move on. If you want to eat... Do it on the outskirts, and you're going to find a lot of local flair, and you're going to really get a sense of the, the community that calls this place home.
0: And try to eat kind of on the off hours. Oh, like yeah. If you're trying to eat right at that dinner rush in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, have fun at the two-story see, subway, see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that's
0: where you're <laughs> going <gosh>. to be eating. <laughs> subway sometimes
1: has the most insane real estate in some of the most <laughs> craziest places. That's yeah. the thing about eating at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, though, is that at 8 o'clock... You're ready for dessert. Yeah. And it's, you know, then you really build dessert into your meal. And don't
0: think you can, like, go to the breakfast restaurants at, like, the brunch hour and then it'll be quiet because it's that's not. when everybody's there.
1: It's not, but you can at least drink. <laughs> oh, that's fine.
0: <laughs> so that was our visit to the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg side of the Smoky Mountains. We we do love this park, and we can, uh, we can share that it is busier than ever and that's what we're going to find at lots of places around the country this year things are just going to be busy but there is just hug it and
1: embrace it just hug it and embrace it that's that's what it is (laughs)
0: there is still quiet getaways to be found and and uh as long as you get away from you know they say that that most people don't go more than a 100 feet from a road in a national Mm -hmm. park and if you can find ways to just get away from where everybody else is going I promise you, you don't have to see the famous things. Uh, You can still see other things that are just as good.
1: Let's take a break.
0: Okay. We'll come back with our Fresh Tank Black Tank and the new Brain Teaser. As an RVer, you know how important it is to have a quality RV roadside assistance company on your side, like CoachNet. Imagine driving down a major highway and hearing an explosion. Immediate panic sets in as you realize you just had a high-speed tire blowout your nerves are shot, you're stressed, you're scared, and now stranded. When you have CoachNet, the first thing they ask when calling is, are you in a safe location? Showing a level of care that immediately puts you at ease. They send out a tow truck suited for your RV and tow you to a repair shop where you can catch your breath and finally relax. CoachNet has over 30 years of RV industry expertise, and their mission is to ensure that you enjoy a carefree RVing experience by getting you back on the road for making memories with your family and friends. For more information about CoachNet memberships, visit welcome.coachnet.com slash RV Miles. And we'll put that link in the show notes and description as well as we always do. And I, I just have to say that we are we are four time veterans of having to call CoachNet <laughs> and and use them to, to tow our former bus conversion. And they really are fantastic. You know, when you call, you get people that know what they're talking about. It's not just some dispatcher that's just been hired to answer phones. They they really talk through the problem with you so that they can get you to the right repair facility with the right truck and all that. And uh, we just had a fantastic experience with them in in very difficult times, every time. And it's it's something, you know, that you don't ever want to deal with, but you will someday. And they were just fantastic for us. So
1: yeah, if you're a schoolie owner, get yourself some CoachNet, please. (laughs)
0: Any RV owner, but particularly if you own a bus conversion, You don't want to be with someone else. Nope. <laughs> All right. It's time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week?
1: So my black tank just got switched between yesterday and today. And I am black tanking us. I am what? hardcore black tanking us. We had such a good Going with this podcast. We were on Sunday morning release dates. We were really getting organized. It was allowing us to like build in time off. And then we go and we buy these new mics and we feel so confident and we don't even test those mics and we put them on. And we bought lapel mics like Lavalier, like you just hook them on because we want to be a little bit more portable when we're making videos now. And not only were we fish out of water like we
0: didn't ab- know what to do it's oh weird my it's gosh. like we would take the headset off and put that and we're like we're talking over each other we don't know what to do with our hands know, or- i'm like
1: a robot with my <laughs> hands oh i want to talk about great smokies, and we kept stopping and just going i don't know what to do this is so hard and through all of that we never once thought to be like hmm gee i wonder what this sounds like well i listened and- to the
0: sound actually i listened to us separately. <laughs> but the sound of us together was a problem no, because well my- i was getting picked up by your microphone yes. so i did listen it just
1: Oh, it was so, so last <laughs> night, so we'd record the whole thing and we're like, oh, high five us. We're so good at what we do. We're never like that, actually. It was probably me just being again, like, I don't know if this part, I don't know if this is going to turn out. So I, you know, we go and we take the kids up to the campground, had an outdoor movie last night, which was really cool. Like I took the kids up there and I got to wear my, you know, my onesie sleeping bag again, which was awesome. And as I'm sitting there, I you can, every once in a while we get a random text because every once in a while our phones will grab service and I just get a text that's like, this podcast sounds awful. <laughs> from every, me. <laughs> from him. This podcast is awful. Because he had stayed back to edit and I took the boys and I just went, oh no. So of course I get home, it's after 10 o'clock and he's like, we're going to have to do that again tomorrow. And I'm like, well, we're wearing headsets tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) It's like, I'm not doing this again with those mics.
0: (laughs) I was going to... If you remember, my original idea is that we would wear both microphones (sighs) and then decide... But you thought and I said we'll you, do it live. You thought people would <laughs> would not like the people would you think you thought it would be weird for us to on video have two microphones. On.
1: I I thought it would look silly. It probably would. It would have <laughs> so.
0: But we could have explained it.
1: <laughs> so this is why we're re recording this, and now our awesome schedule is all messed up. But so we get our we get a black tank because you know I mean how old are we, Jason? How long have we been doing this? <laughs> Almost,
0: this is, um, we are almost at the four year mark for this podcast. 200
1: episodes. Not to mention sound tech. That you did for years before we even, would you have ever but put I a always, mic on an actor and but, been like, well, we'll look, see how it goes when you get out in front of those 700 people. Look,
0: I did technical <laughs> theater stuff for for a very long time, and I always hated sound for this exact reason. Yes. There are a million things that can go wrong with sound. With lights, it's like the light is off, that means it's not getting power, and you got to find where it's not getting power. I just... Sound, Ugh.
1: I just imagine one of your students from your stage management class listening to this and being like, I let that guy teach me stage management. <laughs> like, and he didn't test his mics. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> It was not a live situation. We had the opportunity to re-record and we are re-recording. Yes, and now we are. So. That was the test and this is the yeah.
1: this.
0: This is the result.
1: Yes, and it's always better the third or fourth time you do something. All right,
0: well, I don't know about that. Yeah. What's in your fresh tank?
1: So my fresh tank this week is a book review. It is one of the best books that I have ever read. It is called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, or Addie LaRue, depending on how you want to say it. This
0: would be where I say this is the first time I'm hearing of this book and you're saying it's the best book you've ever read in your life but it's not the first time because we've recorded this podcast several yeah. times now but but
1: really yes so the <laughs> book is by V.E. Schwab it's just an absolutely beautifully written book and no you this is the first time you've heard of it because I have my book people that I text and talk about like Bianca read this and now we want to talk on the phone so we can talk about it because it is so good and it will stick with you. It is an incredible story and I could go into it, but in a nutshell, it's about a woman in the 17th century who, or 18th century, who doesn't want to just live and die in the village she was born in, in France. And she makes this deal with a God in the dark for eternal life, but she words it wrong and he twists her words and Basically, what happens to her is she has eternal life. But every time she leaves a room, every time someone walks away from her, they forget her. So she's living an invisible life. Did the you,
0: is that, are these spoilers? Are you spoiling No, this?
1: no, no, no. I'm not spoiling it. And the book just jumps between that beginning of her journey to present day, which is set in New York in 2014. And it runs the whole, you know, 300 years of her life. It's incredibly well written.
0: You just don't talk to me anymore.
1: I just don't. Well, I can't. I can't talk to you about books. Well, what was the last book you read? That wasn't like, it the... wasn't the manual for the truck. <laughs> you, the, the Ford F-350 manual doesn't count.
0: <laughs> Yet I have talked to you about that.
1: Only because you needed to tell me how to do something. I can't talk to you about Addie LaRue.
0: Well, I need to know about how, how to negotiate <laughs> eternal life. Okay. okay? Just,
1: look, you want to know what I'm reading, you just go over to my Goodreads account, okay? What? That's how you can find out. You don't even know I have a Goodreads account. You know nothing about my literary life. All right, Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, uh,
0: my black tank is, uh, is people who... Well, look, we've been in these,
1: (laughs) we've been in these, the
0: last few campgrounds, the the nature of the areas we've been traveling through recently, we've been through a few campgrounds where the sites are very, very small. Um, And and when they put the fire rings very close to the RVs, you got to watch the fire. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: And And... you gotta not make the fire enormous.
1: <laughs> this is not Lord of the Flies here at your the, campground. These
0: people next to us at at that Greenbrier campground left a full roaring fire to go to bed. Right While, next to our RV. Right next. I mean, I'm. Oh. I'm not. It's like five feet max away. Oh no! From our I could RV. have
1: opened our window and like stuck my stick with s'more, <laughs> like a marshmallow out. <laughs> And roasted a marshmallow from my dinette.
0: So I was torn by I was torn between like going out there with the fire extinguisher and just sitting there watching it out the window until (laughs) it went down to enough that I like who's watching to make sure my RV doesn't burn out. And then there was there you know these fire rings um, were in between these uh, lots of RVs and close to them all throughout the campground. And then we saw one fire that must have been five feet tall. In fact, the sparks, the way we noticed it was that tall was the sparks were going up above the RVs. We saw it before we even were walking down the road and we saw the fire before we even get between these RVs because the sparks were up above them.
1: I had Echo Basin flashbacks (laughs) of like an actual forest fire across the road from us, like as we were walking towards this RV so you know that was that was a real extreme situation i don't think we've ever seen anything like that but our neighbors consistently just left a fire burning when they were like okay well we're done with this good night <laughs> you sat <sighs> a lot by by that window watching many a, a campground fire i mean they're pretty down. and
0: all um, and i'm it, sorry if yeah. you thought i was staring at you neighbors but <laughs> like i don't want my rv burned down why is, this,
1: why is this weird guy keep looking out his window at us all right. What is in your fresh tank this week?
0: My fresh tank is Cold Stone Creamery. Mm-hmm. Look, I used to work like two doors down from a Cold Stone uh, at the Mercury Theater where I was, I was there for like 10 years. And I mean, the Cold Stone wasn't open the whole time, but I never went to that Cold Stone, but maybe once.
1: No, because three doors down <laughs> from said Cold Stone was DQ. Yeah. Okay. And all you can think about when you want ice cream is I'm going to need a blizzard and I have to go to DQ. Well, it
0: used to be that Dairy Queen was mo- a more affordable option than going to the Cold <laughs> Stone. true. Dairy Queen has vastly re- uh, increased their prices over the years. And, yeah, and Cold Stone you- isn't cheap. <laughs> let me, let me, don't get me wrong.
1: Thank goodness for that mini blizzard. That but- saves our, our account.
0: But when we were in Asheville, before we we were getting ready to do the Blue Ridge Parkway drive, which, you know, we were going to spend three or four hours in the truck, and this was our way to bribe the kids to do it. Because uh, <laughs> that's how good smart- of parents we are. I don't,
1: how smart is that? We but. literally loaded these children up on sugar <laughs> and then shoved them in the truck, all yeah. sitting next to each other. Why
0: are you guys fighting so much? Why <laughs> stop touching me? So, but we went to Cold Stone, and it was a kid's first time at Cold Stone, and, uh, it was fantastic. That was such, I mean, you know, you got to, the difference between, like, real legit ice cream, like, I, I don't know if your your palate needs to get sophisticated enough <laughs> to, to taste that difference of, like, real full-fat ice cream, but Cold Stone's got it and Dairy Queen doesn't, and, man, that stuff was so good, and, you know, they chop in those, those toppings oh, inside. and
1: Ethan loved it so much. I actually walked over to Barnes & Noble to get a coffee and a waffle. You skipped out on the cold <laughs> stone. He skipped out on the cold stone. And as I was walking back to you guys, Ethan comes running towards me with his cold stone in hand. He cannot even wait for me to get back. He has to tell me. He has to be the first to tell me just how amazing his strawberry blueberry cheesecake Ice cream cold stone concoction was. Plus,
0: it was an opportunity for Abby to have a fake celebrity sighting.
1: It wasn't fake, <laughs> it was real. <laughs> Michael Pena, are you listening to this podcast? Because I need you to ring me up and let me know if you were in Asheville because I'm pretty sure you were hanging out over there on that motorcycle for a good 15 minutes while we were sitting there eating our cold stone. Like- it was him.
0: All three of our kids know the Marvel movies very well. They know the Ant-Man movies very well. Mm-mm. None of them thought it was Mm-mm. him. Didn't I didn't even think it was look. him.
1: Look, I, because I was like, I think I quietly said it to you because I'm, I'm going to fangirl a bear, but if I see someone that you know, you've seen in movies, television, whatever, I have no need to go up and talk to them and I have no need to stare at them and they can have their space and they can have their life. I recognized him, and I said to you, "I think that's an actor, but I can't picture. You know, I can see his face, but I can't think of what he's been in." So I did a deep dive, like on my phone, later that day, and I was like, "Oh, it's the guy from Ant Man."
0: You did find out that Michael Pena does uh, is a motorcycle enthusiast, and this guy was on a motorcycle, clearly driving the Blue Ridge Parkway, a
1: very expensive motorcycle. Okay, like like Hollywood movie money motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure he's listening. So, you know, just confirm. <laughs> okay. Because I did try I did try to stalk you across all your social media to find out if you were in the area and you really need to Instagram more. Okay. <laughs> loved you and your loved you and Ant Man, by the way. You were hilarious.
0: All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note. Anybody want
0: to hear a brain teaser? Let's do that. Sure. <laughs> The more I work out, the weaker I get. I come in all sizes and colors and several shapes. Each of me has a name and a label. Be sure to get the right kind. I can be used for many complicated machines, yet, I am found in children's toys around the world. What am I? We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast.
1: Yes, we will. And hey, if you are enjoying RV Miles, would you please do us a favor and head over to Apple Podcast and leave RV Miles a five-star review? Your reviews are helping get RV Miles in front of a whole new audience. So thank you so much to everyone who's done that in advance already and those of you who will do so in the future. RV Miles is all across social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And if you are shopping Amazon today or anytime this week, why don't you start at amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles, and then we get to go shopping with you. Anything you purchase on Amazon when you start there sends a small kickback our way, and that helps improve the content, like buying lapel mics that require us to do this podcast Three times maybe
0: it helps, maybe it doesn't help improve the podcast. Maybe it, it works.
1: <laughs> if you would like to connect with Jason and I, we can always be found at the RV Miles Facebook group. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your travels. Please be well, stay safe, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.